Mindfulness Mode 81. You increase serotonin. You increase serotonin and decrease cortisol, which, you know, cortisol is the enemy. Cortisol is not your friend. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining us. As appreciation for listening, I have a meditation infographic for you called Calm Your Busy Mind. This download focuses on breathing, exercise, and mantras. Get your copy at mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. You're listening to Mindfulness Weekends with Bruce Langford, and today we're talking about the brain and mindfulness. And of course, I mean, the brain has everything to do with mindfulness. That's obvious because we're thinking about it or we're not thinking about it. How does our brain work? I mean, some people say the brain is the thing that we know the least about. I think Alex, who was on the show with me today, he later on, he says something about that. It's a quote that he mentions. And You know, the brain, it's really got me thinking because yesterday I was at a speaking engagement in Toronto where all the way there, two hours, well, it's actually three hours of driving and then a couple of hours of driving on the way home. I was listening to Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul. I've wanted to read that book for a while now and just absolutely loved his other book, which is called The Surrender Experience. Oh, it was amazing. And you know what? It's all about the mind. It's all about the inner psyche and how the mind controls us and how we can control our body with the mind. And, you know, it's just, to me, it's a fascinating topic. I've got Alex Hofeld here today, and he is such a knowledgeable guy when it comes to science and the brain. And he was featured on episode 76 on Mindfulness Mode, and it was called Let Your Brain Have a Monologue of Love, Compassion, and Understanding. I think you're really going to enjoy what Alex has to say about the brain today. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's awesome because I've got Alex Hofeld here today and he's a scientist. He understands so much about the brain that I probably have never even thought of before. But here's a quote. It says, to understand the immeasurable, the mind must be extraordinarily quiet still. So why do you think that is, Alex? Why does the mind have to be so quiet and still in order for us to really make it work for us? That's an awesome question. It uh, The mind is, there's been quotes, which I, I'd have to find the quote for you, but scientists say that we know less about the mind than we do the universe. And the universe is 13.7 billion years old and, you know, blah, blah, blah of awesomeness. So yeah. that's a pretty staggering question if that if that's truly real. And there's always quotes in this. The best one, I, I can kind of see offer an analogy that I offer the kids to yeah. where it always reminds me of, you know how you can't, you're not supposed to plug in your cell phone all the time, like to let the battery survive the longest, it needs to lose its charge and gain its charge, yes. as opposed to always, always having it plugged in or plugging it in over and over. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of what the mind does. That's how the mind kind of works. It's in essence, electricity, it, it's a fatty, massive tissue of these neurons, these specialized brain cells that rewire and manipulate and change themselves. So if you're constantly putting in stimulus, the brain, it, it, it's like it's like having like a busy streetcar. And that's what it reminded me of with the with the battery to where if it's constantly having this electrical stimulus, the, it can't reach its full capacity. It can't hold its charge longer and it'll die quicker mm-hmm. and the battery will fizzle out. So mindfulness is just 
you're unplugging it a little, you know, you're taking oh, yeah. the plug out even for a little bit and allowing the, the capacitor to go down so you can put more stuff back into it. So it just seems like it would be uh, just a busy neurological network. And then when you, when you get it calm, then the calm brain allows for it to, instead of like, if you put up, hold up like five fingers, I always think of it that way. If all five fingers are a stream of consciousness, as you de- disconnect the brain, some of the fingers might start going down and then you may focus on like one or two. Some of my, uh, some of my best yoga meditations I can remember, it was like I really got a great vibe out of it where my my brain started like a spider. And then by the end, I was just really fixating on like one stream. You know, I remember one time I was I was vividly rock climbing. It was like a lucid dream like crazy. And, you know, it was just like but that my brain felt so, so recharged by decharging it, you know, by letting the static go down. It actually filled it back up with a little more a little more happy ways. So, yeah, I'd say it's just neural connections, neural networks and electricity running through that amazing mind. That, that's really a great way to think about it. And I've never heard that before. So that that is really awesome. So the mind you know, is filled with electricity. And, and so that electricity, I notice with a lot of younger people, my son included, his mind is just going, going, going because he's watching YouTube videos mm-hmm. or he's, yeah, on totally. a, he's on a device. And, and then we get in the car and he literally thinks he can't go anywhere in the car if he doesn't have a device with him. Now, he, do, he is a reader, so, yeah. so he does read a lot. But how, how do you think you can help a young person understand that just by sitting there riding in the car and not reading, not looking at a device, that can be a good experience. I would, I would honestly, I don't have children. I only have my, my high school kids and I've actually worked with some parents with this through some other various groups. And I think the best thing to do would be to try and have a conversation with them about mindfulness. You could call it it or just keep it chill and then just off, ask him if he'll do it with you for 30 seconds to a minute, you know, Mm -hmm. like just sit down with him outside of the car or whatever. And I would just say try and increase and increase the amount of mindfulness day moments throughout the day with him. And then, I always think kids respond to big body movements. So like I'll, I'll, I'll inhale and I'll shrug my shoulders up and like, they'll watch me and they'll do Mm -hmm. it. And you have your eyes open, you just keep it really relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then as you get talking to them, talk to them a little bit about it and then explain it to them. And you could almost like trick them into mindfulness. But yeah, the, the device thing is, is really scary. It, I almost, I almost like, and not envy. uh, What's the word? I I almost feel bad for the kids. They're just, they're so hot wired into it. And like I'm telling you, that Race to Nowhere documentary was really wild about the stress of kids. And yeah, it's just you think of like what I'm talking about with just the electricity. It's constant, instant feedback, instant gratification. I, I feel like the kids of today are, are a little hot wired. You know, yeah. like as an as a teacher, it I, it's very it's it's like a performing art. I feel like I got to teach myself into the ground. Otherwise, they're going to fall asleep. Yes. Or go play or go play some silly game. And I do it, too. You know, I, yeah. I, I yeah. there's a couple of games on my phone I'm way too addicted to, you know, and yeah. we live in the same society. But you just as you I'd say just try and do a mindfulness practice with them and see if he's open to it. And then mm-hmm. as that permeates, it'll just you know how it goes. It'll yeah. it'll just kind of permeate into your everyday life as opposed to just fixating. You know, kids aren't like being really told what to do. Even myself, my mom's like, can you get off your phone? I'm like, oh, sh- you know, be quiet, mom. Like, I can do what I want. <laughs> but then now yeah. I know she says that I'm like, okay, she's probably right. Put it yeah. on my, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm just hopefully becoming a little more mindful in my life. But yeah. I just say would try and just start a little mini practice with them and then permeate. And who knows? Like, the kids just kind of gravitate to it. I, I Kids that are... That's what didn't do it at the beginning are kind of doing it now in class and the ones and then there's some that are you'll be blown away at how how into it they may be. And then I'm assuming over time you could just kind of 
if you wanted him off the phone or just you would remind him a little bit like, hey, why don't we have a mindful moment in the car and just look out the window, you know, or mm-hmm. something. And right. I don't know. I, again, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a parent. And yeah. I, don't, I can only offer what I think would happen. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about exercise and fitness. And I know you're into all of that kind of thing. And you know what? It really does amazing things for our brains. I know that. But I want to hear your comment. What are your thoughts on what exercise does for your brain? Well, yeah, it, neuro neurochemical stuff for sure. You increase serotonin. You mm-hmm. increase serotonin and decrease cortisol, which, you know, cortisol is the enemy. Cortisol is not your friend, where serotonin is the happy drug. But it honestly, a good, it all starts with nutrition. Nutrition is numero uno, and then fitness is, num- is number two. And then I, we always, I just kind of call fitness, I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on your guest, but I re- listened to a couple of your podcasts, and she, mm-hmm. she called it her movement practice. And uh, that's kind of, uh, that she was one of the, she was a fitness instructor. I lost it. I'm sorry. Right, that's she, okay. uh, she, that's sort of the kind of the, the new buzz term is movement practice. Like for me, I do CrossFit, I do yoga, I do mountain biking, I, I try and ski. I was a college golfer, so I still play a lot of golf. And I'll just try and stay as active as possible, play tennis with my students. So when you do new, when you do fitness and nutrition, it increases happy drugs. I mean, it's really what it is. Your, your body is a drugstore. It okay, so why is it then that, that my body says, hey, Bruce, you really don't want to do this. You know, you really don't want to go to the gym, even though there's something in there that you know, I know I'll feel better after, but there's a stronger voice that says, no, you really don't want to do that. Why is that? Yeah. You you said, you said body. It's not the body. It's the mind. Yeah. The the mind is doing it for sure. Of course. Yeah. I, I talk, I tell it to my yoga, my yoga kids, all the yoga people all the time is like the single most challenging thing. Like we worry about the yoga pose. We worry about the weight. We worry about the mileage you're going to run or whatever. The toughest thing to do is to decide you're going to do it like hands down. Like when you, you make it to my yoga studio and you get in the door, you, you've won, you know, like you're whatever, regardless what happens in the next hour, you have already beaten the hardest thing because it's just how it's just so simple. I mean, it just it's a 50-50 chance of choices of you're going to get up and go or you're going to sit here. And sitting here is way easier than getting up and going. So I always tell people like the first thing you're going to do is just take in a deep breath and just decide that you're going to go. I, I it seems so easy, but yeah, the brain's going to mess with you. It, it's fear. It, it's scaredness. You know, it's in, in the moment. And what happens is you start to get over the fear. And then you also kind of relish in the post-workout kind of vibe. You know, you, you realize what it can do for you. And you want you that's where we, as a nutritionist and a fitness instructor, you've got to get the trying to get the people to that level where I can show you that if you tweak little things in your diet, little things in your fitness, you're going you're, you're gonna to want to run through a wall. You know, it, it's mindful in the fact that you're just going to be a better machine to move through this awesome life. And that's kind of what it comes down to in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we really are machines. That's for sure. And I think Mm -hmm. the more I think of my body that way, the more successful I am. I find that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, it's real. It's, there's no, there's no woo woo to it. You exercise and be mindful and and increase your nutrition a little bit. I guarantee you're going to have a, I didn't want to say better, just you'll, you'll feel better. I don't know about you have a better life, but you'll just, you'll be a happier person, period. And then that'll, that'll mindfully permeate throughout all of your, your kids, your family, your friends, your loved ones, your job. Like you increase, the only thing you can control in this world is you, then you can increase you. That thing's going to then permeate and scientifically, you know, it's going to diffuse it's going well, to diffuse I, yeah. throughout the the, ethos, the ethos. Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely happier when I feel better. I mean, I I, yeah. I certainly know that. A couple of years ago, maybe it was almost three. I think it was around two years ago. I 
I met a guy that uh, talked about sugar and how sugar is oh, you know, yeah. bad news <laughs> and all this stuff and how it's, you know, it's used in so many products to just kind of hook us on the product and everything. Heck yeah. And and he even went so far as to call sugar a drug. And then I, I looked it up and I went, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. I kind of see that. And so I gave up processed sugar. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's over, over two years ago. And right I up. found that it was really an awesome thing to do because it took away the decision-making, you know, mm-hmm. like, will I eat this food? Will I eat that food? Well, no, because that is sugar in it. So it's just a no-brainer. I, and I'm talking about, you know, processed sugar. And so it just made life a lot simpler and a lot better. And, and a really cool thing happened, and that is that after a couple of months – I didn't want those products. Oh, totally. Like, It'll actually probably make you feel sick, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely sure. don't want them. And, you know, my family, you know, will have, say, spaghetti, and they'll open a, a jar of spaghetti sauce. And to me, all that is is sugar <laughs> and a little tomato mixed in with it. Yeah. it. It just tastes horrible to me now. And so I just have, you know, something like butter or a little bit of cheese or something on it, and I don't want that that stuff that's all sugary and yeah. so many products are like that, but it's really changed the way I feel. And yep. so is sugar a drug? Oh yeah, I, I think so. I, I, again, the science literature is, it's almost comical now in the fitness worlds of like articles yeah. and sciences. They're like, yeah. ha ha, sugar's a drug again. Cause yeah. yes, it's, it's evil, especially the, the, the abundance of it. Yeah. You eat fruit and stuff. It's going to be in there. Like you're saying, like where they're sure. actually adding it in, but yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly, it's, it's toxic where they, they did a, there was a study where I want to say it was with sucralose. It was a, mm-hmm. or aspartame. It was a artificial sweetener where yeah. the rats nine out of 10 times chose the aspartame over cocaine. <laughs> so oh. therefore it's 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 addictive you know and yeah. we're talking neural pathways and and yeah. chemicals you're you're it's a feedback mechanism that sugar is a reward reward sensor and you literally get addicted to it i know in my i'm a pretty healthy eater mm-hmm. when i do go off the deep end a little bit around holidays whatever if i just have one sugary meal where i mm-hmm. you know i went i broke down i had because i'm somebody if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it hard yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if i'm gonna eat cake i'm gonna eat like a lot of cake you right. know yeah and then that next day i i feel i find myself craving the cake like i'm like oh my god it's back yes. like that yes. that little that little dip in the in the in the in the in the pot but mm-hmm. the craziest thing like you're talking about mine was a uh, diet coke mm-hmm. i was a huge diet coke drinker and it took me i was like 30 days i'm not going to drink diet coke one of my yeah. one of my friends really challenged me and that was freaking hard yes and like i mean at like day 18 we were at a volleyball tournament and i smelled it and i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like i want that so badly <laughs> but now it does not taste good it, yeah. it really doesn't it tastes weird it tastes like soap or something you know yeah, so it doesn't taste body, like a real food it just yeah, doesn't yeah. taste right yeah so that that's completely real but it i'm definitely i can i can tell you with i'm pretty body i'm pretty body aware and when i eat sugar that next day i'm like oh man i got a sweet tooth again where yeah. you know it, it's it's the science is out there it's like it's what you're talking about is ketosis versus you know sugar burning versus fat burning and there's mm-hmm. a lot of layers to it but yeah, if you can if you can just limit or cut down the sugar, you'll it's a huge indicator. I, I mean, I do the paleo thing. That's that was my big decision maker, and I liked what you said about the it takes the decision out of it, and that's a yeah. great way to get into fitness. Where I, I like the CrossFit world a little bit and yoga. It's good to go places where you're accountable with a coach like the CrossFit gym tells you what to do for the workout and yoga will tell you what to do for the workout where as opposed to just going to the gym and just trying to figure it out on your own that was very liberating for me when I was even being a fitness person going into the gym when I started CrossFit of like this is what you're doing today I was like oh it was much more mindful for me because I was able to just shut it down do what was on the board not stress about what I was doing and just go about my day and go home you know yeah so I I like I like that the the coaches and mentorship is a pretty big deal yeah well we don't think about that and I I didn't think a lot about it 
either until people said it, but making those decisions really is a stressor. You know, I have oh, to yeah. decide, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And it's, Oh, I don't know. And, and it just is so much more relaxing to just know what you're going to do. You go to do your routine and there it is. Yeah. They've, they've had studies published. There's some pretty fascinating studies on willpower. They're like mm-hmm. willpower is actually a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a gas tank. Yeah. You're going to run out of willpower. So yeah, if you like me being able to make as those deciding factors. And like you said, you were a teacher, you know, yes. no one understands as a teacher and other people have this job as well. Yeah. You know, I make, I make a decision every 60 seconds throughout the day, you know, like mm-hmm. what's going next, what's here, what's there. Can I go to the bathroom, sit down, right. be quiet. You know, yeah. I read once that the only people that make more decisions per second is doctors than teachers. Uh-huh. And I'm not, I'm not validating teachers, but I'm saying if that's your lifestyle, being able to go into a gym and not worry about what sets and reps I was going to do. I'm like, all right, Bill, what are we doing today? You know, it was just like, that was like, that was just like a breath of fresh air for me. It was like a decompressor as opposed to just another stressor in my life. And yeah, like you said, you just decide a nutritional platform. That's, I kind of go with the mindset of with the, with the world of information today. You just have to decide, like, I'm going to follow this for a while. So, like, right, right now I, I listen to Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof Diet, and I drink Bulletproof Coffee. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's the diet I'm going to go on for a while as opposed to constantly reading articles and just flipping back and forth between high-carb, low-carb, low-fat, high-fat. You know, you're just like, oh, forget it. So that, that would be it. That's my advice to a lot of people when they start nutrition is like, okay, what, what's, your, what's your protocol? Make it, make, it, make it a little, have some parameters around it, and that's what you're sticking to for a while, you know. And if you fall off it, your willpower is going to fall. Just fill it back up later and get back on the train. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so what what sort of a routine do you do physically, like when you work out? Uh, I wake up in the morning and I go downstairs. I walk the dogs. Um, I've been then I'll do. I make my coffee and I I make buttered coffee. And I I've been eating a can of sardines lately, and it's actually been great. <laughs> it yeah. sounds gross, but it's really satiating. The buttered coffee has been the greatest nutritional thing I've ever put into my system. I I just I find it to be life changing, and I, I just do. It it fills you up. It makes you go and. So then throughout the day, uh, usually in the morning, I'll, I've been trying to now sit in the morning. I get up early. I give myself an hour and 15 minutes in the morning because I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. I'll sit down. I'll watch a TED Talk. I'll hang out with my dogs. I don't like just rushing to work. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't. If I ever oversleep and have to crush work, it, it makes me stress throughout the whole day. Yeah. So I've been trying to sit. Uh, if I'm really motivated, I'll do a, just a few push-ups or something just to get the blood going. A few, you know, what's called upward hands. You just inhale your arms up, forward, fold down, come back up, and just kind of go through that a little bit. Just get the body going. Uh, then I teach, go throughout the day. I, I try and wear, I try and wear like flat shoes. I try and keep my feet straight and I'm aware of my posture throughout the day. Nothing crazy. Um, if I have time, I'll stretch on the desk, you know, whatever, something mm-hmm. silly. Like I keep a couple of mobility tools at my, at my, my work. Cause you know, we have free periods and downtime mm-hmm. as teachers here and there. And then after school, it, uh, it'll right now it's coaching. So I'll do a lot of tennis coaching, but I either will do yoga. I'll go to a yoga class, um, or I'll do, uh, I'll do CrossFit. I'm, I'm an instructor at a CrossFit gym. So I do that. And then that'll pretty much be it. I don't, most, most days I do something active mm-hmm. at minimum. I'll just do yoga or kind of gymnastics, like that arm balance stuff you, you, you saw on the internet, like right. some more strength advanced things, but you know, worst comes worse. I'd fire up a video on the, on YouTube if I wanted to. And, Try and do just something, but even just a little bit like that really can really can have a perme- permeation through you. And if I'm really on fire and I'm pumped up, I'll I do cold showers before bed, and, <laughs> I, I, and I'm kind of a weirdo. And then uh, <laughs> and then I'll try and sit for a little bit. I'll try and do a little bit of mindfulness before sleeping. You know yeah. that definitely that definitely helps me as well. And recently I bought a traction table. I bought an inversion oh, table. Oh, so I've you. been I've been hanging upside down like a bat for five minutes a day. How's that feel? <laughs> I dig it. It's it's hard on your ankles. The ankles is you're supposed to be able to do it for like upwards of twenty minutes, mm-hmm. but 
uh, it's different. It's it's something that I, I've heard about a lot in the blogosphere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I always want to attempt it before I tell my clients about it and mm-hmm. my friends. But I dig it. I, I really do like it. I haven't noticed total impacts. But when I when I stand up, it I think it just goes into the ideology of inversion where you're, it's good to be inverted yoga wise and otherwise versus as well as the traction in the spine. But you got to be a little careful. I've read about where you got to make sure your core is on tight and I I'm, I don't want to I'm not sound like I'm tooting my horn but I've done a lot of sit-ups I have a pretty strong core mm-hmm. so like I was I was not afraid to go full inversion but you're they tell you you're supposed to like ease into the full hanging upside down kind of mode where oh, yeah. I just I just kind of went hard and went into it uh, but I feel fine so as oh, that's now, good. I'm still good oh, that's good I'd like to try that sometime yeah it's a the teeter teeter tables the teeter hangups oh yeah t e t e r I think something like that okay well check it out yeah. Yeah, I think I'd like that. Well, yeah, it's great cool. talking with you today, Alex. Awesome. <laughs> I had so, a blast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for talking with me about the brain and how it you know, can help control this machine and <laughs> in the positive ways. Yep, yep <laughs> That's for awesome. sure. Yeah. Well, you take care. See you, Alex. All right. See you, Bruce. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out MindfulnessMode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.